Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding a global conspiracy and a conspiracy it is today's title of the show is battle for the narrative and this has a lot to do with what we've been talking about over the last few years specifically the battle of the narrative the narrative that we are seeing we can call it what we what we like the end game for them is what they call agenda 2050 agenda 2030 the great reset if you want to call it that but when we look at it, I call it the firestorm event. We can call it a polycrisis firestorm event. We can call it the fourth turning, whatever you want to call it. And the narrative right now for them is to uh, cover their ass, really, is what I'm seeing a lot of. Is they are trying to cover their ass at every level, but also progress their agenda at the same time. Um, you know, it, it's unprecedented what we're seeing right now unravel. And we knew... For a very long time, that drip, drip flood, that information was going to start coming out faster than you could ever imagine. Um, and I think that this is not necessarily what we had in mind. We are hoping for other information. But uh, I still think that there's going to be a day and a time when that information does come about. But right now, we have to deal with the things that are at hand, the crisis that is at hand. And uh, th there is some serious rhetoric going on through Joe Biden. I don't think it'll ever mm -hmm. pass Congress for what he's proposing to do. Um, and then also what we're seeing right now with the pushback on Nord Stream. I, I heard today that German authorities had actually um, boarded this 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 yacht and searched it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Cy Hirsch just came out with a report saying we did it. Oh, okay. Go get a yacht. Put it out yeah. in the Black Sea. Let's get some fake, fake passports. Throw it on there. Throw some fingerprints on yeah. there. They'll never be able to track. It's part of the narrative, dude, because now they can say, why would we go over there and put all this effort into searching it if we're damn liars? That's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, you conspiracy theorists. Yeah. I just I, I just find God. the timing impeccable after, you know, look up, don't look up or look up, the balloon's in the sky. All of a, sub, all of a sudden, you know, we're looking up in the skies, we're traveling freaking you know, weather balloons through the sky and, and then East Palestine, which a lot of focus went on. And all of a sudden, oh, you know, U.S. intelligence, we reviewed the information blaming us for the Nord Stream pipeline. We have to say that it wasn't us, but it was a, 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 a break-off group from Ukraine that Ukraine has no idea who they are. We don't even know who they are, but we know that there's five men and one woman, and they used all various different fake passports. And we know this yeah. because we have no idea who they are or where they're from. Right. Oh, it, well, I mean, you'd think that the U.S. Navy in the area would have maybe caught them on radar or, or something. Or the Russian Navy. Because they were in that area. Yeah. At the time. Well, also, the other distraction is the Department of Energy coming out and saying that we've reviewed the evidence over the last three years since March 
of 2020, including the Five Eyes documents that says that it was a Chinese lab leak. And we have uh, really good evidence to substantiate that it was that it was a Chinese lab leak of the coronavirus, but we're very low confidence in that report. Huh? But now we're finding out, I mean, people are out there all of a sudden testifying, oh, yep, yep, oh, yeah, it was Chinese, yep, Chinese lab. That Yeah, the, the military took over the lab before. Get the fuck out of here. You know, this is just a disinformation machine mm. running like never before. Yeah, They're, I think they start out with the biggest lie they can, and as they get caught, they just move closer to the truth, but they keep lying their asses off. Yeah, it's um, it, it's just funny. Like, you know, if you went back three years ago, you, me, and everybody were sitting here screaming like, it came from China, a Chinese lab, oh my god, right? And they were like, no, that's a conspiracy theory. And we got deleted off of Twitter for saying that. Now they're coming out saying, yeah, it was a Chinese lab. And the American people are like, oh, my God, it was from a Chinese lab. And we're saying, no, no, it wasn't. It's not from a Chinese lab. That That's a propaganda campaign. We were fooled, too. But, I mean, you know, dur- during the balloon thing, right? Conspiracy theorists. UFOs are real, man. Just go look up. They're up in the sky. All of a sudden, we get things in the sky. Yeah. Regular, uh, you know, regular normies are out there, like, dude, UFOs are in the sky. I'm like, no, dude, that's not UFOs. They're they're just yeah. balloons and the reconnaissance balloons from China. What? Or or maybe not. Maybe it's just maybe. I think that maybe those balloons were an excuse to not have conversations with China. Uh, what do you mean? I think that like maybe we did that ourselves in order to avoid having conversations with China to say, well, no, China, you actually got a point here is that we did that to create the animosity between us and China. Two weeks before the department of energy releases this lab leak after Cy Hirsch releases this bombshell report, blaming the United States for the Nord Stream pipeline, which would have been an act of war. And we need to die things down a little bit. So we do the, the balloons in the sky, they're ours. We shoot them down. We blame them on China. China's like, what the hell are you talking about? And this gets the American people like, oh, fuck China. Oh, we hate China. Go to war with China. China's a threat. Then all of a sudden, oh, the the virus, you know, low confidence, but the virus came from a Chinese lab. Conspiracy theorists were right. And we're sitting here going, no, we, we were wrong about that. It, it, yes, it was there, but it it was developed in another lab. And why were the Chinese people releasing on themselves and... There's a lot of questions answered. Like, no, no, no. The Chinese military did it. And all of a sudden, everybody's looking over in this direction. Watch what the right hand does. Well, the left hand fucks you. And this, and this is what's going on right now. This is the switch of the narrative. And, and you know, here's the beautiful thing, because I've talked at length about this, Vince, is that we have the motto, never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are or what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, your own volition, through your own inquiry, and through your own investigation. And this requires a certain development of various skills of filters and dis- information discernment. Okay? After all this time of, of, of listening to this podcast, who out there has developed those skills of discernment to look at all this shit that's happening and go, this is a propaganda and psychological warfare campaign. That, that we're watching it in real time. Let me let me give you an example. Years ago, COVID, COVID, 
okay? We were behind the curve. In order for us to go out there and report on something, it would be weeks, months after it happened in order for us to report on it. Now, we're doing it in freaking real time. Why? Because we developed the tools, the filters of discernment, of hypercritical analysis of information to the point where we're, we're sitting here watching the DOE comes out and it says it's from a Chinese lab, Chinese balloons in the sky. We're going, no, nah, this is all bullshit. You guys are distracting us from the truth that you did an act of war against Russia to prove a point, to pro propagate a war, to keep a proxy war going on. Like, this is absolute absurdity. And, and we're watching it in real freaking time. It, 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 we're, it, two, three years ago, three months after the fact, we like, oh, and you remember this? Well, well, bring this back into play, and this is what this was. No, no, no. We're watching this in real time. That is how powerful taking over the idea of information was, that we are the media. Th this is how powerful that is. That now we, we control the narrative. They are trying so hard to shift the narrative back towards their favor. And it ain't going to happen. I'm hearing all over the place, revolution. Not only in this country, this is throughout the world. People are like, sticks and stones, bats and baseballs, guns and ammo, locking and loaded and and people are just like we're there like governments are not listening to us governments don't care what we say governments are no longer representing the people this is what i'm hearing around the world notice how i preface that right this is what i'm hearing around the world your government is lying to you i you can't believe anything these fucking people say and i don't care if it's kevin mccarthy mcconnell Elise Stefanik, I, I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's Jim Jordan or even Cash Patel or Donald Trump. You can't believe anything they say. Now, I did just say that. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. You want to know why? Because I don't believe anything anybody says unless I can prove it. Period. And see, this is the thing. Is... We have politicians in this country who do not give a shit about you. They've lost the true purpose of what this country was founded for. The reason why this country exists. Man. And, and so, yeah, and I did say Trump in that. And you know what? Yeah, I did. And I stand by that. Because here's the thing. He hasn't always been right. Remember that yeah, he hasn't true. always been right and he's not always going to be right. Remember that. What did I comment on that shit? Oh, there it is. Everybody's talking about this. So I'll bring this one up before we go into anything. Are you ready for it? You remember back in 2013, 2014, the CDC started, uh, posting these fantastical uh, um, alerts and articles about zombie viruses. Yeah. What to do in the advent of a zombie apocalypse and shit. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I want to see if they still have CDC zombie no, they took apocalypse. They took it down. 
Did they? Yeah. No, they didn't. It's right here. I thought they did. Oh. CDC corner, zombie talk and preparedness. This is the CDC, right? Yeah. It, literally. It, it's, it's right here. They, they actually have a page reserved for this. They, they had a lot more. And this is when The Walking Dead was really, really hot in society. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scientists have revived a zombie virus that spent 48,500 years frozen in the permafrost. Why? I don't. I don't think it's a. Zo- I don't think it's a virus that turns you into a zombie, though. I mm. think it's a virus that's been revived. Uh, oh, are you sure? Have you checked this out? You got an article. Hold on, I'll find it. I got it. Boom. There we go. All right. So. Uh, the frozen layer of soil beneath the ground and potentially steering viruses after laying dormant for tens of thousands of years could endanger animal and human health. While the pandemic unleashed a disease from the distant past sounds like a plot from a sci-fi movie, scientists warn that the risks, though low, are unappreciated. Chemical and reactive waste that dates back to the Cold War, which has the potential to harm wildlife and disrupt ecosystems, may also be released during thaws. There's a lot going on with the permafrost that is a concern, and it really shows why it's super important. Okay, permafrost covers one-fifth of the northern hemisphere, having underpinned the Arctic tundra and the boreal forest of Alaska. Um, the virus hunter. Claveri studies a particular type of virus that he discovered in 2003, known as giant viruses. They are much bigger than the, t- than the typical variety and visible under a regular light microscope, rather than the more powerful electron microscope. His efforts to detect viruses frozen in permafrost were partially inspired by a team of Russian scientists who in 2012 revived a wildflower flower from a 30,000-year-old seed tissue found in the squirrel's burrow. 2014, he managed to revive a virus he and his team isolated from the permafrost, making it infectious for the first time in 30,000 years by inserting it into cultured cells. They'd chosen the study of virus that could only target single-celled amoebas, not humans or animals. Sure. He repeated the feat in 2015, isolating a different type of virus that also targeted amoebas. In his latest research, published February 18th in the journal Viruses, Claveri and his team isolated several strains of ancient virus from multiple samples of permafrost taken from seven different places across Siberia and showed that they could infect cultured amoeba cells. Those latest strains represent five new families of viruses on the top of the two he had revived previously. The oldest was almost 48,500 years old based on a radiocarbon dating of the soil and came from a sample of earth taken from underground about 16 meters of the surface. The youngest samples found in the stomach contents in the coat of woolly mammoth's remains were 27,000 years. The amoeba infecting viruses are still infectious after a long and indicative of the potentially bigger problem. He fears people regard his research as a scientific curiosity and don't perceive the prospect of ancient viruses coming back alive to haunt us. And so, yeah, so the precedent for human infection. Trace viruses and bacteria can infect humans um, have been found preserved in permafrost. A lung sample from a woman's body exhumed in 1997 from a permafrost in a village in Seward Peninsula in Alaska contained genomic material from the influenza strain responsible for the 1918 pandemic. 2012, scientists conferred 300-year-old mummies... Uh, remains of a woman buried in Siberia contain genetic signatures of a virus that causes smallpox. We just said that. They repeated themselves. Um, chances of a viral spillover. It's actually very great. Uh, you know, one of the interesting things here with these viruses, I'm not going to bore you by reading the rest of this, 
is that they put them into an amoeba, and next thing you know, it's a paramecium, and next thing you know, it's a multi-celled organism, and from that multi-celled organism, now it's, uh, you know, plants, and then it's animals, and then it's humans, and that's how it spreads. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they're they're messing with stuff that they really don't know about. And then you have that HBO show that talks about the zombie virus. And I think that they're giving us hints, Vince. I think that they're mm-hmm. giving us hints here that there is about to be a virus that's going to be released. And for the people that virus viruses don't exist, man, um, I completely disagree with you. And I actually have something here, if I can find it. The concerning thing about this reviving an old virus is that, from my understanding, as you probably know, viruses get less viral as they mutate or less uh, dangerous a lot of times. That's kind of the trend they take, mm-hmm. although it can go the other way. So I guess there would be a potentiality to get a really dangerous virus out of permafrost. But we've always gotten by, right? I mean... Yeah. Hmm. So... This is OpenStax. Um, this is Isolation Culture and Identification of Viruses. Uh, this is a book on microbiology that goes through how they actually isolate viruses. Um, and it actually goes on the show Electron Microscope, pictures of viruses. How would you actually go about doing it? Um, isolating various different viruses. They go on and show this is the pox virus. This is the herpes virus. And uh, that they actually do they do exist and a lot of people will say these are you know cytokine storms right um and and maybe that's what whatever this foreign agent is actually doing who knows um i actually used to follow a gentleman by the name of dr harvey biggleson harvey biggleson he wrote a book called doctors are more harmful than germs okay it was one of the most fascinating books that i read like 10 years ago what the book was about was terrain theory that we have a various we have a terrain of our body and there's a terrain in the environment and that things can only survive within the constituents of their environment like if you threw me in the middle of antarctica right now in my natural state i die because that's not my natural environment but yet there's bacteria that can survive there there's animals that can survive there why because that's their natural environment and so terrain theory goes on to the idea that everything is balanced about this idea of ph ph balance and so this is where you get water alkalinity and all these different things from if you don't know what ph scale is is ph stands for potential hydrogen okay and so acids okay Acids are pH negative, where bases are pH positive, alkaline. Acids and alkalines, right? Acids and bases. Now, acids steal electrons. They need electrons. They steal it. Where bases give electrons. They have an excess of of hydrogen. Sorry, hydrogen. Hydrogen, right? Just think about in the sense of positive charge, right? Um, So when we have this balance, our blood, they tell us our blood wants to be just slightly bit alkaline, but they're like 7.5, okay? Um, And there's various ways to change the alkalinity within your body. Now, people say you go out and you drink apple cider vinegar, you go out and drink water and all these things. Let me uh, ruin your day for you, okay? 
Whenever you consume anything and it goes down your gullet into your stomach, what does your stomach have in it? Acid. What kind of acid? Um, I don't know. It's hydrochloric acid. acid. HCl. Okay. Okay. So what does HCl do immediately to something that's alkaline? Changes its alkalinity. It changes it. It's no longer alkaline. Make sense? This is why when they give you uh, saline IVs, they give it to you intravenously. Because if you just drank it, it doesn't work. Okay? So, like apple cider vinegar, these types of things. When you drink and consume apple cider vinegar, you're not doing it for the alkalinity. You're doing it for the mineralization that occurs within there. So the various minerals, okay... They don't necessarily get broken down by the stomach acid. The stomach acid doesn't naturally neutralize them, but they go into the intestines and get absorbed. Okay? So there is a lot of truth to that stuff. But don't think that just drinking, like, vinegar, apple cider vinegar, is going to do that. Or eating something with baking soda is going to do that. It doesn't necessarily work that way in the sense of body alkalinity. This is why a lot of people, like when you take Lugo's iodine, right? You put it on your skin. You just let your skin absorb it. Or you do it intravenously. Um, NMN. Uh, so, uh, nicomide, uh, mononicotinoid or whatever it is. Uh, um, NAC, NAD, NMN, right? These types of things. I take the pill form. I heard Dr. David Sinclair, Harvard University. This is the guy who started NMN. I don't even know what this stuff is. What is okay, that? so, well, have you ever heard of uh, transreversatol? So from the grapes that make wine, you get a bio, you get a you can extract something known as transversatol, and okay. it actually helps repair the cellular damage due to oxidative stress. And then NMN is actually um, goes in there and helps the functionality of the repair of those telomeres uh, on the edge of your DNA because aging is simply the breakdown of that telomere cap at the edge of your DNA. Okay, that's all aging is. Is that because that cap breaks down, your DNA cannot replicate better each time. And so he found out that NMN, when given the mice, tripled their lifespan. And so he started doing human chest trials on himself and his father. His father's in his 80s and has reversed aging. Like looking healthier, looking younger, bones, everything's working. Okay. David Sinclair's almost, I think, 60, and he looks like he's 30. So the stuff works. But he even says it. It only works if you take it intravenously. Like you're only going to get the true benefit of these supplements if you don't put them into your stomach and you put them intravenously. But So I wanted to get that out there. But there's a lot of stuff out there about terrain theory. I like terrain theory. I think that there's a lot of truth to it. And I think holistic doctors and naturopathic doctors really, really focus on this. And, and I think that that's a good thing. And Dr. Harvey Bibbleson is amazing what he does. He lost his medical license because of what he did and helped and treated people. Um, and you can even go into terrain theory of various different types of cancers. Um, you have, I forget his name, uh, but the Italian doctor who was treating cancer as a fungus. And he treats it with sodium bicarbonate and water. And he goes in there with slightly alkalized water and sodium bicarbonate. He finds the tumor and just sprays this solution right on the tumor. And you watch the tumor dissolve. 
and he says it's a fungus, I would say that it's a toxin buildup because your body has failed to detoxify itself correctly. So if your body can't move toxins out of the body, it stores them in the body. And when it starts storing them in the body, white blood cells start collaborating around and form around it. A lot of different theories on this. But terrain theory, instead of saying viruses don't exist, just go out there and understand terrain theory. Because terrain theory does proposition that viruses do exist. But when viruses hit your body, they produce a cytokine response, a cytokine storm. Okay? And that's very true. So just, you know, don't, don't, I, I know people were yelling at us earlier about this, uh, me and David saying, viruses don't exist, man. Yes, they do exist. Like, you can literally go look at them under microscopes. Yeah, they, like, they even well, exist in space. Yeah, and they say nobody's <laughs> ever um, uh, sequenced the genome of a virus. That's actually highly inaccurate. And the reason I know that's highly inaccurate, um, because you can go out there and you can actually Google this and find the information, but I've asked people I trust, okay? People yeah. who know. Like Dr. Talbron, I've asked him. yes. We have uh, multiple other people. Judy Mikovits, who, who was an immunologist, virologist, microbiologist. Yes, they exist. Absolutely. We have gone out there and seen the genome of viruses. I, the, the, the COVID virus, the spike protein, how do we even know what that is? Because we genetically modified it. We went out there and took the genome and pa they patented it. Remember? Merck and Moderna or Moderna and Pfizer own the patent to the genome of the virus. Like you can't do that unless you actually, I mean, does that start to make a little bit of sense? It makes sense. I haven't personally seen it though. Well, go out there and search for it. See, that's the thing is never believe anything unless you can go out there and prove it, prove it yourself. And so if anybody out there has that question, what I recommend you do is go out there and look at the patents. Go out there. And, and what I would do is I would start to learn how to say, how do I look at uh, genomes? Start there. How do I look at genomes? How is genome testing done? Right? Great. That's a great place to start. After you learn that, go to the next thing and said, show me the genome of a virus and find it and start reading through it. And if you can say that this is all fake, then great. Prove it to me. Show me. But Guide it's the same thing. You can't just say things are fake without validating that either. That's right. right? Yeah. You can't say things are true or fake without validating them. Right? I mean, like, like that's the flat earth argument. Mm. Right? Is, okay, you want to say that the earth is not a globe. Well, then show it. Show me. No, no, the burden of proof is you on you, man. No, 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 no. If the earth is flat, show me. Show me the yeah. hundred meter tall ice wall. Show me the firmament. Show me the edge of it, right? Show me the, the claims that you're making. And you don't get any of that. And, and I always come back because they'd be like, but NASA, dude. I'd be like, I know, NASA. NASA lies. But causation or cor correlation does not equate to causation, Right? The number of shark attacks in New Jersey during the summertime is almost equivalent to the number of ice cream purchased. Does that mean that shark attacks are due to the amount of ice cream that people are consuming? 
or do they cross-correlate to temperature of the season? Hmm. So therefore, correlation does not equate causation. Eating ice cream doesn't mean you're going to get eaten by a shark. Make it higher statistical risk that you're going to get eaten by a shark. So the fact that NASA lies and, you know, crops images or photoshops images or, you know, there's speculation over the moon landing, all of that doesn't equate to the Earth's flat. It just means that NASA lies and they're hiding and covering up something. <laughs> and what they're hiding and covering up, I think might be a discussion to have here Friday night. Oh, yeah. Cool. Maybe we can do something on... Uh, I'm going to see if I can get some guests. But I want to do Nazi UFOs. Okay. I want to do the breakaway space race. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. But here's the thing. I mean, if you can prove it to me, prove it to me. But if I can prove it to you, don't tell me I'm wrong. All right. Let's listen to this right here. Let's jump. You called the January 6th committee members uh, liars. Um, Besides suggestions that, you know, Sitnik was murdered, not even uh, suggestions claiming that. Um, Do you make the case that they're liars? They they didn't just, you know, fib a bit and eat around the corners, that these are full-fledged liars. Well, that was the stunning part to me. I've been in Washington my whole life, and my dad worked for the government, so I had a kind of root-level trust in government, or a trust in government, but, like, the whole thing can't be fraudulent, because I know the people who work there. My dad was one of them. Like, this is, you know, I'm very much from that world. I guess that's what I'm saying. So my default setting is not, they're lying about everything. I've never assumed that. And so I was shocked to learn that they were lying intentionally. And the way that we know that, we have a very specific way of knowing that, which is, when January 6th committee researchers looked at video, they bookmarked it. They left an electronic mark on the video they watched. So we know what they watched. And then we watched it. And so there is video of Chansley, of Ray Epps, and of Brian Sicknick that we know they watched that was not included in the report, was never mentioned in the hearings, a year and a half, a thousand witnesses, 850-page report. And this video, which overturns the story they were telling, proves it was a lie, they saw but hid. So, you know, I'm always hesitant to go to motive because who understands people's motives? You know, you can only really guess about them. But in this specific case, we know that they lied. And that just blew my mind. I mean, you know, some of these guys, if Adam Schiff lies, I think Adam Schiff, there are spiritual forces surrounding Adam Schiff. Like, I think he is a force of darkness, and I mean that. But... Somebody, is Benny Thompson evil? Like, I have trouble believing, you know, like, is, is, I mean, I've known Liz Cheney for 25 years. Is Liz Cheney, like, actually a liar? I just always assume she just disagrees on the, on the issues with me. No, it turns out Liz Cheney is actually affirmatively a liar. She knew information, she withheld it because it challenged the lie that she was telling to the public. And that's just completely, I mean, call me naive, I guess, I'm sure everyone listening is like, how stupid are you? Well, I guess kind of stupid because... I was blown away by that. All right. So, did you hear the part where Tucker said that when his team went in there, they had bookmarks of where everywhere that the J6 committee went in and what footage they watched? Yeah. 
there's bookmarks. So all they did is they went back through what the J6 committee was watching. So who cherry-picked what? This shows that QAnon Shaman was innocent, that Ray Epps was directly involved and should have been indicted, but he was a confidential informant for the FBI. <laughs> yeah. That the J6 committee lied and allowed the persecution of American citizens through their lies. Yeah. It's a big deal. Huge. Yep. Oh. Yeah. All right, let's listen to this here. If there is anyone at the very heart of the January 6th story, it's former Capitol Police Lieutenant Tarek Johnson. And yet, for some reason, the January 6th committee never called him to testify. My voice was one of the first ones you hear on the audio transmission, so um, I, I did expect to get an interview at some time, but no, it didn't happen. Uh, I guess the focus um, um, was on Donald Trump. According to Johnson, no one answered his numerous pleas for help over Capitol Police radio frequencies. Johnson says he, quote, didn't hear anything on the radio. According to Johnson, Yogananda Pittman kept vital information about the protests from frontline officers like him. Pittman was the assistant chief of the department in charge of intelligence operations. We should have been better prepared that day, and we could have been better prepared that day if the information was disseminated like it was supposed to be. If so... There's a problem here as well. Is she actually got promoted after January 6th? And they withheld information. They, Nancy Pelosi denied the DOD the authorization to send the 20,000 people in. True. They were yeah. given the... That guy specifically gave the, gave the order and said, we need to, to um, uh, remove Senate immediately from the building. And they said, no, nah, it's okay. They wanted this to happen. Yes. They made sure that this happened. Yeah, it was a false flag. You cannot trust your government whatsoever. Okay? We might disagree about the shape of the earth or whether viruses are real or not. Okay, I understand that. But I think there's one thing we all agree with. You can't trust the government. You can't. Just not. These people are beyond beyond corrupt man vince vince do you trust the government it's bad not at all no not even close all right this was interesting so this was timcast and so i thought that this was relevant for today um timcast came out here and they did a um kind of a, an investigative story Exclusive, U.S. officials address asymmetric warfare in recent train derailments. Many of the accidents are happening along a key DOD railroad corridor known as Stracknet. No kidding. Yeah, the United States has recently experienced numerous high-profile incidents involving the destruction of critical infrastructure, including fires at warehouses and food processing plants and other events impacting the nation's food, water, and energy assets. Yeah, firestorm event. I've been saying this for two and a half years now. The primary concern for many are, are trained derailments across the U.S., some of which have resulted in ecological damage in surrounding areas, kill, killing animals and contaminating water supply. Such events are garnering closer national scrutiny. 
The sharp focus placed on these incidents by media and online personalities has sparked concern that the destruction may be part of an asymmetric warfare campaign undertaken by one or more U.S. adversaries. Often named as suspect is Russia, whose officials have vowed consequences after an explosive report was published by award-winning journalist Seymour Cy Hirsch, alleging that U.S. President Joe Biden ordered the destruction of Russia's Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline to Europe. Though there have been more than a dozen train derailments this year, these incidences have been on the decline. In 2021, there were 1,087 train derailments, which averages to about three a day. Other data from the Bureau of Transportation Statistics showed the average of 1,704 per year. This means the U.S. is currently behind pace for train derailments. Although you have to go in there and define train derailment. Train derailment doesn't necessarily mean tankers exploding and burning or, uh, you know, the, the train getting all stacked up. It just means that the train is off the track. Be a lot of different reasons. Uh, but against the backdrop of the specter of the war with Russia and or China, questions mount concerning the possibility of foreign or domestic actors maybe acting as saboteurs. Tim Cass was urged by military professional to examine connections between train accidents and military lines of transportation or facilities. One common denominator among the spate of recent train derailments is that many have occurred along the key railway, railway system used by the military, the U.S. Department of Defense's Strategic Rail Corridor Network, otherwise known as StrackNet. U.S. Department of Transportation supports the Strachnik program, which enables the DOD to access more than 32,000 miles of rail lines to move essential military equipment to ports located around the country and to connect military facilities. Strachnet is one of these programs, is one of three programs within the Department of Transportation that enables U.S. military forces to surge capability when needed anywhere in the world, the report states, and to quickly mobilize to defend the nation during an emergency, structural disruptions to this railway network could impede the military's ability to move equipment should a serious event arise. A 1976 letter from the Army to the DOT's Federal Railroad Administration highlights seven states where more than 50% of the DOD carload traffic originates. California, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. Within the past two months, each of those states has had a derailment. It is essential that quality rail lines be maintained in the corridors to ensure that rail movement is available to meet national defense requirements, according to Major General H.R. Del Mar, who wrote this in the letter. The DOD is heavily dependent upon rail service for movement of large quantities of cargo and oversized or overweight equipment like ammunition, explosives, M88 recovery vehicles, and heavy track vehicles. Um, given the significance of the railway system, some feel that recent train accidents may be targeted action facilitated by U.S. adversaries. We literally have dozens of toxic national environmental disasters, whether it's trains, whether it's fixed toxics, chemical storage facilities or manufacturing plants randomly catching fire. Does, uh, that does not happen. A former military specialist who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they still work as a contract told Timcast. Oh, it's just accidental? They asked before linking the incidents to escalating tensions between Russia and China. The source noted the ease with which the derailment can be carried out. Okay, so this is a train. That's Demolitions 101, they stated. Before following the six separate examples of how to derail a train, any child or middle school schooler with enough time, you don't even need that much time, can sabotage any railroad. That's right. Just go put some metal, medical, metal flanks on a railroad and it'll happen. They added that if there was evidence implicating rogue foreign actors in the recent damage to the U.S. infrastructure, the federal government would likely uh, maintain a cloak of secrecy. This is exactly what I've been saying, is if we were under structural attack, infrastructure, infrastructure, supply chain, we would not be told. 
Okay, if the government comes out and says that, that's World War Three. He's exactly right. Is if the government comes out there and says that Russia or China are cyber attacking this country, that's World War Three. That's an act of war. If the yep, and he he says this right in the next line. If the government comes out and says that, that's World War Three. The mathematical improbability of coincidence that all these dozen things are going wrong right at this very second. The source continued, and all of these train derailments. You know, it doesn't take a butcher to smell bullshit. However, senior officials within the federal government dispute the idea that spies or foreign actors are behind the recent train derailment. Dan Zadak, chief of U.S. Army's Military Surface Deployment and Distribution Command, Railroads for National Defense Program, says that he is unaware of any information showing U.S. train derailments connected to the sabotage operation. Well, he's a fucking idiot. That's my thoughts. We haven't seen anything about international um, intentional access sabotage. Uh, there are no incidents or trends that are alarming us. Uh, you know, the rail network is pretty vast network, and there are, as you alluded to, a lot of groups that have different interests therein. We do not, uh, and we do get reporting on some of these things that come across, but again, there's no DOD concern at this time for anything like that. Zadex says the widespread outage of the rail network would degrade our ability to deploy. However, the acute disruptions caused by sporadic train derailments have not impeded the military's ability to function at the highest level. The network is resilient enough, both in alternative routes available and the repair capabilities of the railroads to get the tracks open relatively quick. Even in the case of devastating February 3rd derailment in East uh, Palestine, Ohio, that resulted in chemical, uh, toxic chemicals being spilled and burned in the atmosphere, both mainland tracks were reopened by February 7th, he explained. Overall, railroad security is robust while the railway, Federal Railway Administration, state railway agencies, and commercial railroad companies work with the DOD, Transportation Security Administration, U.S. Department of Homeland Security, to shore up defenses and mitigate threats. Zadik dispelled rumors that the federal government is hiding information about train derailments. We certainly are not withholding anything. He added the DOD is very dependent on StrackNet, both in peacetime and warfare, warfare, but says that the military has good working relationship with all the rail carriers and regulators. A separate former military specialist agrees that foreign sabotage is likely not to blame for the recent train derailments and destruction of U.S. infrastructure. I don't see this. We're not currently at war. A former U.S. Navy SEAL speaking anonymously told Tim Cass in an interview, so what would be either the message or strategic advantage for targeting a particular network at a relative time of peace? He added, it sounds like it would be incredibly unlikely. I mean, there's a ton of moving pieces. And, and by the way, who is this guy that's talking to Tim Cast? All you have to do, the Navy SEAL, is go back in the Timcast, the last five episodes, you'll know exactly who this is. Oh, okay. Okay. The source, who served more than 20 years combined in special operation forces and military and counterterrorism contractor, emphasized a key data point to consider would be whether there are more incidents now than in the years past, which, as documented earlier, is not supported empirically. Actually, it is. If you take into account... Chemical spills, factory fires, manufacturing processing plants, natural gas and oil, cyber attacks, and you start adding them up, yes, there is an overabundance of them specifically. Anyways, this is an inconclusive article by Tim Cass, but very well done. Very well done. And I disagree with the, the Navy SEAL and the DOD guy who said that. Um No comment, Vince? I'm sorry, I disconnected. What was that? Oh. I was asking if you had any comment on it. So, and by the way, who the Navy oh. SEAL was that was just on TimCast? Yeah. SEAL Team 6 member Rob O'Neill. He was okay. just on TimCast a few weeks ago. So, most likely, that's the anonymous Navy SEAL. 
Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, my thoughts, dude. I think something's definitely going on. I think there's more than usual, especially considering the um, severity of the incidents that we're seeing. And I think your point on the definition of train derailment is an important one to consider. Right. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, it's not that we've had 12 train derailments. We've had 12 train derailments of six of them were carrying hazardous chemicals that spilled. That's significant in my book. Let's go on over to Afghanistan. Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews, a U.S. Marine sniper, tells Congress that he was denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber in Afghanistan that killed 13 service members and over 170 civilians. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. The withdrawal was a catastrophe, in my opinion. There was an inexcusable lack of accountability. Listen to this. On August 22nd, an improvised explosive device IED probe took place down the canal running along the perimeter of Hkaya. This was ISIS or the Taliban performing an IED test run. We reported this to our chain of command. Days later, we received word to be on the lookout for two vehicle-borne IEDs, described as a gold or white Corolla and a green Mazda convertible. Around 2 a.m. on August 26th, intel guys confirmed the suicide bomber in the vicinity of and nearing Abbey Gate, described as clean-shaven, brown-dressed, black vest, and traveling with an older companion. I asked the intel guys why he wasn't apprehended sooner since we had a full description. I was told the asset could not be compromised. Throughout the entirety of the day on August 26, 2021, we disseminated the suicide bomber information to ground forces at Abbey Gate. He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, then Sergeant Charles Schilling, and another. The anomaly in the crowd, who was clean-shaven and fit the description exactly, traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looking up at our position through the crowd. The older of the two wore a black silky hijab that was covering his face most of the time. They both had obvious mannerisms that go along with who we believed him to be. They handed out small cards to the crowd periodically, and the older man sat calmly and seemingly coached the bomber. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an ID attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our it's just horrific. The Biden administration, Secretary of Defense Austin, battalion commanders on the ground, allowed this to happen because of orders from the people above them. That when you have a hostile threat Confirmed intelligence on the ground. Hey, got a suicide bomber right here. Confirmed intelligence. Tons of people looking at it. Yep, that, that's him. Can we shoot him? I don't know, man. Yeah, and our military is ready to go fight World War III. Hmm. Yeah, what a disaster. Yeah, absolute disaster. So, uh... China, I talked to Dr. Kirk Elliott earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, China has been buying massive amounts of gold, okay? Now, they buy it from all over the world. One of the places they buy it from is the Perth Mint, okay? 
Uh, the Perth Mint sold diluted gold to China, got caught, and tried to cover it up. Pretty wild. <laughs> like, so... $9 billion recall of gold bars. $9 billion. They sell doped bullion to China and then covered it up. This is in 2018. Interesting, huh? Now, it's interesting, too, because I guarantee the Perth Mint's going to come out and say, well, we got the gold from the United States. There's a lot of rumor that uh, the United States gold is uh, is lead-filled. Just gold around lead. Gold-plated lead? <laughs> yep, gold-plated lead. That's terrible, dude. But, yeah, that's... Uh, I wouldn't want to be pissing off China like that with gold. But that's... You know, who knows? There could be a lot more there than who knows. But, you know, what you always do is you check your gold when you get it. And I'm not telling you the core, every single one of them, but if you're buying anything, if you're buying like yeah. 10 ounce gold bars, core yeah, one you out can of, test it, yeah, core one out of every so often. Core it? Well, yeah, you're going to have to test it. You can't, oh. you're just testing it. I mean, so listen, if they're going to, if they're going to dope gold, what they're going to do is they're going to take a, a heavier metal, like they're going to take a metal of same equivalent mass, like lead, and they're going to cover it in gold. So if you're just testing the outside, you're going to get pure gold. Um, is silver tested the same way as gold? Because I've tested gold. Okay. Well, different acids, but yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember how to test metal this morning. It was such a brain fart. And yep. It just all came back to me. I've done it. <laughs> so BlackRock sees a reasonable chance that the Fed is going to raise rates to 6%. Well, well no shit. This is literally what Federal Reserve Chairman Powell just came out and said. And so uh, the US, U.S. Federal Reserve could raise interest rates to 6% and keep them there for an extended time period to fight inflation. Uh, so we think there's a reasonable chance that the Fed will have to bring the Fed funds rate to 6% and then keep it there for an extended period to slow the economy and get inflation down to near 2%. The Fed's policy rate is currently at 45 to 4.75% price range. So what does this mean? means that the cost of things is going to skyrocket. Why does the Fed rate going up to reduce inflation cause things to skyrocket? Because businesses have to borrow money to buy raw materials to produce products. They borrow those monies from the banks. The smaller banks borrow it from the bigger banks. And they borrow it through a system known as the intra-banking system. The Fed rate is the rate at which banks borrow from the Fed. So that's 4 to 5%. If that's 6%, okay, everybody's got to get profit off of it, right, Vince? If it's 6% Absolutely. Fed rate, the intra-banking rate is like 65 to 7 That means that the rate below that is 7.5% to 8 And when it comes down to you, the, the lowly people on the totem pole for mortgages and so forth, it's like nine and a half to ten percent. So things are going to get expensive. Understand that. And so with things about to get expensive, what's the Biden administration going to do? You ready for this shit? Make it worse, probably. Biden to urge twenty-five percent billionaire tax, big levies on rich investors, 
Budget would nearly double capital gains rate from 20 to 39.6%. Joe Biden is going to double the capital gains tax to 40%. Wow. Listen, listen to this dumb shit. Health costs and protect and strengthen Social Security and Medicare while cutting the deficit more than $2 trillion over the next 10 years. But by the way, I want to make it clear, I'm going to raise some taxes. Many of you are billionaires out there. You're going to stop paying at 3%. Not a joke. Yeah, many of you are billionaires, but you know what? Raising capital gains to 40% doesn't do shit to billionaires, which can mitigate, mitigate those assets among the thousands of other assets they already have. But it hurts people like me and you who have short-term or long-term capital gains and very, very critical assets to our retirement, especially people getting ready to retire and stuff. They are going to raise yeah. the taxes massively. This Welcome to socialism. Everything. What's that, Vince? Dude, um, that's just insane. It's insane. That's way too much. How can anybody survive? Stop like, paying fucking taxes. Profit margins are already shitty with the amount of taxes we have to pay now. And what's the deal with taxing the rich? Is this just a scam to get them a little more money? Or mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. So broken. That better not happen. Right. Well, I, I think what you have to do is you go to your, what is it, your W-4? Yeah. So on your W-4, um, you are allowed to claim allowances that impact how much federal income tax you will have taken from you each paycheck. You may take an allowance for yourself, your spouse, and each qualifying child or dependent you have. The more allowances you claim, the larger your take-home pay will be each pay period because less taxes are withheld from each paycheck. Alternatively, to have more withheld from your paycheck, you decrease your allowances to claim zero. So, hypothetically speaking, so tax exempt is the opposite of claiming zero allowances on your W-4, but you meet certain requirements because you have no taxes taken out of your paycheck. In order to be exempt from federal taxes, you must first have received a refund of federal taxes withheld because you had no tax obligation in the previous year. Secondly, you must also expect, okay, anyways, so how to enter your allowances is uh, on your W-4, you must fill out the lines 1, 2, 3, 4, and 7, and then sign and validate it. And you must file a W-4 by February 15th uh, in order for it to be processed. And so you can just go into your double W-4 and change the amount of dependents you have. And when you do that, less taxes will be taken out. I don't know how to do it. So unless you're a 1099 contractor, it's really impossible to stop paying taxes. Not saying that 1099 contractors don't pay taxes. Because they do. But what I would highly recommend everybody do is we need a national... We need a national movement of everybody stopping paying their taxes. And if you're out there like, but I'm getting a refund back. You have to understand the reason you're given a refund is because you overpaid the government. Okay? You gave the government your money and they, you overpaid them and they are giving you your money back. You 
paid them money to give to Ukraine and they're giving it back to you. Stop doing that. That's what allows them to do this. And if we go, and I've been doing a lot of research on this again, the whole lawful money thing and the 16th Amendment, um, it's very, very interesting because at pre-1954 pre and 65, 1954 and 1965 were when the various pieces of legislation were changed within the tax code that required people to pay income on, or to pay taxes on their wages. Okay, up until 1954, nobody paid taxes on their wages. All throughout World War One and World War Two, yeah, nobody paid taxes on their wages. It was never even included in there. It wasn't until 1965 that it was revised after Kennedy that yeah. wages was actually added in there. Wow. And by the way, I want I want to point this out. Unless Congress goes out there and votes. For an amendment to a law, an executive administrative branch like the SEC, the FAA, the uh, IRS, they cannot go in there and update a law. They cannot make a new policy to a law and say, hey, we're amending this and we're putting this word in there. They can't do that. They have zero authority whatsoever to do that. Understand that. Firstly, they fall, all administrations of government fall under the executive branch, which have zero authority to make law. Congress has the only authority in this country to make law, and they do not contract that out to third parties. So when the SEC comes out there and annotates um, the regulations pertaining to cryptocurrency, that's illegal. Okay, when the IRS goes out there and updates like they just did this year, they just updated virtual currencies to cryptocurrencies to include other types of cryptocurrencies as well as staking. That's illegal. They can't do that. Literally cannot do that. There is nothing within the Constitution that says that an executive administration has the ability to annotate policy and law. Nowhere. I I think that we need to have a great tax protest in this country. I think that's what we need. We need a tax protest in this country. We need as many American citizens to get together as humanly freaking possible. We all need to go out there and say, we're not paying taxes. Millions upon millions of us. And you know what? When the federal government no longer has that revenue coming in every month, guess what they're going to do? They're going to listen they're going to say, oh, we're sorry, we didn't know you guys had all these grave concerns. Oh, man, what do you want us to do? We'll help you. Well, for first, federal government, what we want you to do is to stay the, sh- stay the hell out of our Fourth Amendment rights. The FBI worked secretly with hospitals to strip U.S. citizens of gun rights. I, this, isn't, this isn't a fucking joke. Behind closed doors and without congressional approval, the FBI worked hand-in-hand with the Secret Service and U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement to strip over two dozen Americans of their gun rights with internal forms. On the heels of this revelation, Washington Examiner, December 22nd, obtained new documents for this. And it says, anytime that you have evidence that private entities are coordinated with federal agents to strip Americans of their rights, the public should be alarmed and demanding actions. 
Uh, this is the latest terrifying new incidence of illegal NICS self-submission forms being used in nefarious ways. Um, those who used it violate the public's trust. Between 2016 and 2019, the FBI presented forms to U.S. citizens at their homes and in other undisclosed locations that registered them with the Bureau's National Instant Criminal Background Check System. Um, newly obtained records, however, date the FBI's usage of this form back to 2011. Signatories of the internal forms were asked to voluntarily identify as a danger to themselves or others, as well as lacking the mental capacity adequately to contract their lives. The very existence of the FBI's forms has raised significant concerns among the First Amendment lawyers, as well as members of Congress. It really speaks to the rogue nature of the deep state mentality. New documents shared with the Washington Examiner, gun owners of America obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, shed light on how facilities in New Hampshire, Delaware, Massachusetts, Oklahoma, used gun forms and supplied signatory records to the FBI. The forms are between 2011 to 2019. 2011 document, which dates the FBI's actions five years early, has previously been reported. The form was filed, uh, filled out in November 2011 and later uh, sent it to the FBI. So think about it like this is the FBI was going to people's houses, talking to these people, and saying, hey, you need to sign this form, this is what's going on, then taking it, having a doctor review the form without psychologically analyzing the person, and removing these people of their gun rights. This is like red flag gun laws on crack. This is a massive intrusion on your constitutional rights. Not only your Second Amendment, but your Fourth Amendment, your First Amendment. Absolutely, dude. It's very concerning. If it's happening to them, it's happening to us, or it could very easily, any day, any time. Yep. So, do you remember when I said that, you know, the Firestorm event, this is social, cultural Mm -hmm. destabilization. And eventually what's going to happen is crime because of the George Soros attorney generals, the releasing of prisoners from prison, the rampant increase in crime, the laxing of penalties is going to begin to increase. And we're going to see it more and more in rural neighborhoods. Here you go. Why didn't you guys close the door? These kids came in there and vandalized the store. It happens all the time. Yep, there's a fire extinguisher. Let me just say this. If you're at the grocery store or a 7-Eleven and a group of hoodlums come in and start terrorizing the place, go back to your vehicle, grab a baseball bat, go inside, and just aim for kneecaps. Feet. Hit feet, shins, kneecaps. I would just start, dude. I'm a big dude. I played. I played football. I know how to hit. I know how to use my body weight. I know how to use my short stature. I would just start pummeling people. Like if there's 20 people in there vandalizing the place, I would be full bore running into them shoulder, bap, fist, shoulder, fist, shoulder. No. I don't care. I'm just done. I just leave. It's like Hillary Clinton's freaking ringtone. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor, right? I'd leave. No, you wouldn't leave. See, this is the thing. 
The reason why these pieces of shit do this is because people watch and don't do anything. That's the reason why it yeah. happens. Yeah, but the person with the bat would get arrested. That's the problem. Or nah, hurt or that. shot. Nah, that's true. Fuck that. It's true. Uh, okay, in Oregon, maybe. <laughs> Washington, yeah. Washington, yeah. That's where that is. So. I'm not saying use a bat. I'm saying use your shoulder. But I I'm saying go over there and lock the door. Go get a pistol right. from your Prevent vehicle it. and stand at the front and be like, you're a threat to society. Freeze. Prevent it in some way. Yeah. Yeah, get involved in your communities. It's crazy, dude. And uh, But here's the thing. Society if you stood can't up, last this way. Guess what? If you stood up, Vince, guess what happens? Other people stand up. Mm, Nobody wants to be maybe. the first. Maybe. No. I, well, I, at least what I've seen in my life. Is that the first person that helps? Nobody wants to be the loner. No other. So when it's a man, when a man steps up, he's like, "What are you guys doing?" Blah blah blah. Right? If there's other men there. Those men are going to stand right along with you, guaranteed. Yeah. To me, it's not worth the risk in that type of situation. I'd rather make bigger moves, like locally. You know well, what I mean? It's just dangerous. I. I I think that it needs to happen. I think people need those people in that grocery store need to form a line at that door and say, cops are coming, sit down. And when yeah. those kids try to break through that line, you start pummeling them. If there was an organized, trained group of people to handle situations like this, like, oh, I don't know. Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Uh, uh, but uh, people need to start yeah. carrying around the grizzly freaking OC <laughs> spray. <laughs> Dude, if everyone could come together and stop this stuff, it would be good. Yeah. Um, well, you, you. so have you ever been to a third world country? Okay. Yes. So I used to go to Vasco Nunes del Baboa, Panama, where the Bridge of Americas connects the, uh, the Central America to the South America. Um, yeah. Third world country. Americanized third world country. A great country, by the way. Anywhere you go, grocery store, bank, Department store, they have two armed guards with AK-47s. And if you touch one piece of merchandise and try to leave, they'll shoot you. Okay? If you go into a grocery store and try to steal an apple, they'll shoot you. That's where this is going to go in the United States. Companies are going to have to start hiring armed security that aren't afraid to shoot you and they stand at the door. Imagine if you had, and so let's just say that you're in a uh, a low-income area in the United States where these things are happening, okay? And you had a bad motherfucker standing at that door working security. Do you think that those kids would go in there and create havoc like that? No. No. If you had a father something figure, something that a lot of those kids don't have at that door, not going to happen. Businesses are going to have to start doing this. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll work security for the right price. Mm. Baseball bat in one hand, OC spray in the other. <laughs> Walking around clinking yeah. together. Clink, <laughs> clink. You think of doing something over there, punk? <laughs> I'm 80 years old, boy. <laughs> All right. Belgium farmers are paralyzed Brussels as thousands of tractors protest against the new EU agricultural targets and the forced purchase of farms. 
And so, yep, this is happening. And see what they're doing, okay, is they've stopped the ability for government to function. Think about that. Stop the ability for government to function. You know what? We don't need to go into Washington, D.C. and occupy the House of Representatives. We don't. All you need to do is go over to the major highway systems that lead in the D.C. and block them. And say, hey, this is civil disobedience. We're staying right here until you guys do something. It's really that simple. Because if they can't get the work, or if they can't leave, how about this? If they can't leave work, oh, make sure that they're all in session on the day that you do that. And make sure that they can't leave work. Hard to get them all in session, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so this is why the fruit and vegetable shelves in your European supermarkets are partially empty currently. Um, and it comes about because of, well, let's read here. First, in Elmeria, southern Spain... It was first too warm, then too cold, resulting in massive crop failures. Some major greenhouses in Holland experienced a complete crop failure because of the high energy prices, heating. Uh, third, North Africa, but there were problems there too. Flooding, cold temperatures, canceled ferries, caused significant problems within the rock and fruits and veggies. Um, the Dutch greenhouse miracle has a weak point. It uses enormous amounts of energy, uh, natural gas, and we know that that's a problem as well as the various restrictions through the EU government on nitrogen and carbon dioxide emissions. That's what all this is about. In other words, this is a manufactured crisis that's occurring right now. And here you go. This is what I'm talking about. And that was the, and that was the frog, yeah? Asian restaurant and man, what the fuck? Say here! Yeah. Asian restaurant. But but look at the guys. They all did nothing. Because nobody wants to get, like you said, Vince, nobody wants to get arrested. But you know what? In the United States of America, you have a right to defend yourself, your friends, your families, and your property. property. It's true. Yep. Yeah. You know, we need more armed people, more trained people, and it will not happen where, yep. where those are, where uh, there's a presence. Because mm -hmm. they're cowards. Agreed. All right. Well, do we have any more? So, uh, if you guys know uh, Alpha Warrior, I'm going to be on his show tonight. Uh, we're going to be having some fun talking about a lot of different things. I wanted to bring this one up. You ready for this one? Yeah, Scientists create that. mice with two fathers after making eggs from male cells. They create mice with two fathers? Yep. Scientists have created mice with two biological fathers by generating eggs from male cells, a development that opens up radical new possibilities for reproduction. Basically saying that in the future, men can have babies. No. No. Yeah. Someone just went, why? <laughs> like, I agree. <laughs> why? Oh, uh, good God. You know, it's... Uh, Woman's Day or some stuff, right? Isn't that what it's called? 
Yeah, Women's Day, or as as it seems to me, whoa, man. International Women's Day. You know what I have to say? How dare them assume the gender? Of women? Yeah. Did you go up to a woman today and say happy Women's Day? No. I'm sure some people did. How dare you assume the gender? <laughs> I, I don't think this is a real holiday, is it? it? It literally is. This is what people were talking about. Yeah, but I don't celebrate. I recognize women every day for the beauty and all that that they are in my life. Not just one day. How dare stupid. you assume their gender? Oh, you don't whoops. know how they feel. What is a woman? <laughs> you don't know how they feel. <laughs> I don't. don't even know what genitals they have under their dresses. Personal information of hundreds of lawmakers and staffers stolen in major security breach. This is the second major security breach hack. You remember last uh, last week was the U.S. Marshals. In just two weeks. Wait, in a week before that, it wasn't the DOD. The, remember the Air Force? All those documents from the DOD were uh, on the Amazon server with no password? Oh. Yeah. But go back to that TimCast article. Oh, please, no, we don't see any signs that there's targeted attacks on U.S. infrastructure at all. Hmm. In the states where ballot harvesting is still legal, we have no choice but to beat the radical left at their own game, according to Donald Trump. I like this. I like the sounds of this. About time. Let's go. Yep. So Project Veritas accordingly has a drop dropping tomorrow, according to Eric Spracklin. And uh, if you go through the comments, no one gives a shit. Everybody's like, nope, nope, nope. Sorry, not happening. Don't give a shit. Nope, nobody cares. Hard pass. The comments are pretty epic. Yeah, I love that, dude. They're really not doing too hot. No. Well, how many followers does Project Veritas have? Let me check. They've lost. They still got 1.1 million, but they've lost uh, a significant amount of wow. followers. They lost hundreds like of over, thousands. Yeah, over 30 percent or 20 percent at least. <laughs> Sad. Yep. Oh, it's funny. There is a uh, Texas State Representative Brian Slayton has filed Texas Independence Refer- uh, Referendum Act. Texit HB 3569 on money stating that if it passed, it would allow voters in the 2024 election to decide whether or not the state should investigate the possibility of Texas independence and present potential plans to the legislator. Simply put, if the act passes in the state house that gains the governor Greg Abbott's signature, Texas voters will vote on the possibility of Texas ceding from the United States. Here we go. It might happen. Yep. Once passed, the act would require the establishment of a joint interim Texas Independence Committee. That group would study and recommend uh, to the legislator by December 31st, 2024, the most effective and expedient method by which Texas may be returned to its status as an independent nation. Yep. Gotta love Texas. I guess I'm going to go back out there and start uh, looking for land in Texas again. Are we all going to meet in Texas? I don't want to move, dude. Yeah. This might just be the way. We'll see. Man, wild. Uh, this is probably one of the last. I, I, we got to get going here. I got to get ready for that other show. Proof scientists can now read your mind. AI turns people's thoughts into images with 80% accuracy. Whoa. No joke. 
And so this researcher at Osaka University used a popular stable diffusion model included in OpenAI's DALI 2, which can create an imagery based on text inputs. Vince knows of this AI because he uses a lot of it to create our graphics. No, Dolly, no, I don't use Dolly. Well, you always open, it's a, open AI's algorithm is what you're using through that uh, one, that one. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that one function. The team showed participants individual sets of images and collected functional magnetic res- resonance imaging scans, which the AI then took the FRMRIs and was able to depict the original picture. Pretty, sure, pretty crazy. I don't think we use I don't, the one. I, uh, it's similar to OpenAI, but it's not. But, yeah. Oh, okay. So here we but, go. Yeah, dude, that's fascinating that they they're able to do that. Yep. Wow. Incredibly fascinating. Yeah. Wow. And that's incredibly scary. A little bit. All right, guys. Thank you for all the donations from Pilled, D Live, Rumble, and Facebook. Vader three six nine gifted some shades. Thank you so much, Vader three six nine. Slum Dog gifted a can. It's Shina. Thank you so much, Slum Dog. Me, Brenda, one diamond. Grismo seven three lemons. Shannon thirteen thirteen ten lemons. Thank you so much, Me, Brenda, Grismo, and Shannon. DNA AF Vet donated one diamond. Thank you so much, DNA AF Vet. RPG thirty five seventy three three ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG. Me Brenda one diamond and just Jim don't just Jim donated one hundred and ten gold pills. Eight zero eight triple eight infinity. And then Racing Ray gifted a can. If Daddy spanked their asses, they wouldn't do that. I agree. And Infidel forty five seventeen just followed. Thank you for the follow, Infidel. 4517, much appreciated. Don't forget, everybody, to go on over to redpills.tv. Subscribe over there. Racing Ray, Just Jim, me, Brenda, thank you so much for those donations as well. Uh, as a courtesy of that, I'm going to try to go here. So I've been letting the stuff build up on the other platforms. And so I'm going to let them build up one more day tomorrow. I will release, so for DLive and Pilled, I will release those boxes on Thursday. Um, you can watch the Alpha Warrior show on Rumble, on Alpha Warrior's channel. He, I think he wants to talk about a few posts that I made, and I guess I had a, a, a Telegram post that blew up. We'll talk a little bit about that, a little bit of history of the Nazis and stuff, uh, but I don't want to get too deep into the occult and esoteric aspect of the Nazis, but I want to yeah, see where the conversation go, and me and him can have a conversation. It'll be a good show. That'll be um, good. Yeah. Oh, my back hurts. I mean, dude, I, we did a three-hour show on Earth Chronicles today, so oh, people God. have to understand wow. that I'm just like so blah right now. Um, yeah. Also, AZ Jim, $5 on Rumble. Thank you so much, AZ Jim. National Women's Day. My wife is Ukrainian. Bigger than Valentine's Day. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, thanks, AZ Jim. AZ Jim. Much, much appreciated, my friend. But, guys, that's all we have for you tonight. Don't forget, socialredpill.com. That's our private social network, completely free to join. You can support us there with memberships as well. Head on over there. There's always a Zoom at night. You can find that under the Events tab, Social Red Pill Zoom. Um, as well... Um, if you go over to redpills.tv, please subscribe. Subscribe to whatever channels that you're watching on now and cross-subscribe to all of our other channels. You can find most of that at redpills.tv. If you go to the top, you'll see sponsors as well as other ways to help support what we're doing here at the Red Pill Project. Uh, much love, respect. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for all your support. We'll be back with you again tomorrow with Morning Coffee, The Dark Delight Show, and The Red Pill Project's Daily Dose tomorrow night and more information on Friday's show of what we're going to be doing. Have a good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, 
or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPatch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.